SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. The time now is 42 minutes after 10, and this is the Late Night Conversations with me, Patricia Dooley. We are the A-Team, and we are now going to be looking at educational conversations. COVID-19 pandemic has definitely changed the way education is being delivered. But not only that, it's made us look deeper into the sort of subjects that we are delivering for educational purposes. And I think it's, it's a good thing. It has made us take huge leaps towards the fourth industrial revolution. And already there's a big talk around the fifth industrial revolution. In South Africa, we are obviously uh, playing catch up. And in some fields, we are already uh, trying our best to pioneer. So talking to us about this AT is, is uh, Philip von Ziegler, who is the global head of English markets at Smartic, an AI-powered online maths and coding program for kids. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, Philip. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Philip, could you please tell us more about the work that you do around artificial intelligence and maths and coding for children at uh, Smartic? Sure. So Smartic is an intelligent online maths and coding program. We've developed it to be optimized for a tablet uh, or iPad, as well as perfectly functional on a laptop or desktop. And what it really is, is a maths and coding program for kids uh, that can be done in 15 minutes a day. And we incentivize kids to do their maths homework on a consistent basis through gamification, meaning that the kid selects an avatar, and completes their maths work in order to unlock the virtual world in which their avatar can take part in interactive classroom tutorials, build their little house, engage with other students um, through online maths and brain game competitions. And yeah, we've developed an artificial intelligence system that identifies exactly each individual child's needs um, as it relates to their academic requirements and the way that they learn so that we can best provide each student with a personalized learning program. This sounds very exciting, uh, but one of the things that we as South Africans are always conscious about is uh, accessibility and also cost. So could you take us through how accessible this particular program is? So Smartic offers, we offer a seven-day free trial to anybody that signs up on the website at smartic.com. You get access to the full complement of Smartic services. Um, and for those seven days, um, there's no uh, cost commitment, so no need to input credit card details or anything of that nature. It really is up to you to decide if you'd like to subscribe after the seven-day period. And in terms of costs and accessibility, so Smartic ranges between 200 Rand to 400 Rand a month, depending on the length of contract and the number of students that are contracted. That said, we believe that uh, cost should never be a barrier to education. So a program that we have rolled out in South Africa is called our one-to-one program, which means that for every subscription that we've received this year, we'll be giving away a subscription to a family um, that cannot afford it. Um, and all we ask there is that students complete at least 20 sessions a month in order to maintain eligible for the one-to-one program. And for any parents that are looking to join that program, um, simply because it is either too expensive um, or, you know, coronavirus has temporarily put a dent um, in, in in their budget, then we simply ask parents to send us an email to hello at smartechmethod.com. You can find our email on the website, and then we'll sign them up for free. 
Is this where education is moving towards now, the fact that we need to ensure that our children understand uh, how to utilize uh, things like coding and artificial intelligence in order for them to be sustainable in their careers in the future? Yeah, so if we look at 2020, coronavirus has obviously been a catalyst for technology adoption, both in schools and in the workplace. And the digital economy has grown to such a degree that you know, we we need our children or the youth to really understand how to use technology in order to both further their education and further their skills and the contribution that they can make to their careers and to that of the workplace. So it is important to us that kids are both familiar with the tools, the technology that's made accessible to them, um, and it is not seen in negative light. You know, screen time has always been um, the sort of negative thing. That said, if parents manage screen time in an appropriate way and use these devices to further their kids' education, we believe it can be super impactful and extremely beneficial. Mm, definitely. So let's say a parent is listening right now and says, well, I'd like to invest in this particular program for my child. What sort of equipment would I need? Uh, a computer, tablet? Uh, is it a particular make? How much data would they need to be able to access the program for 15 minutes daily? It's a really good question. So we uh, on the website, it's fully accessible through the web app. So any any laptop or PC device would be perfect for Smartic. Alternatively, we do have a tablet uh, app, which is downloadable in the Google App Store or the Google Play Store. And then the iPad, uh, iPad um, Apple App Store, obviously, um, also perfectly accessible. Um, and we've got about 50-50 split between desktop, PC, and tablet, um, iPad use. So, you know, uh, either device perfectly functional and it functions across all devices of all specifications. So it's not necessarily or not necessary to have the latest device. Um, we've, we've used Smartix successfully on 800 Rand tablets um, that you could literally buy um, at sort of the bottom of the range uh, Android tablets out there work perfectly. And then depending on the maths or coding session for the day, the estimated uh, data usage, we're looking at really, really efficient data consumption. It ranges between 800 kilobytes per session to about 4 to 6 megabytes on the high end if it is a more engaging session with an interactive tutorial. Um, So really something that is affordable from a data perspective, um, but obviously like with anything on the internet, we would recommend that somebody attaches themselves to a stable Wi-Fi connection to really enjoy it. Mm. So stability in terms of the infrastructure is really required and that's one of the things that we lack in South Africa and we are praying and hoping that we are building towards that, especially in our rural areas. Would would this particular program put our churn in uh, the helm of creating our own Silicon Valley in South Africa or having our churn being able to have a mindset to even, you know, want to tap into such? Well, that's the dream, right? I mean, if we're looking at Silicon Valley, you know, there's always this debate as to whether Silicon Valley are they solving first world problems or third world problems. And, you know, if we look at South Africa, similar to Nigeria, there's a large move towards um, innovation, startup culture, um, and technology in general. And this overall, in the long run, will certainly have positive developments for the African continent. In South Africa, we're obviously hoping to stimulate both the culture of entrepreneurship um, and within that startup culture, a culture of technology. Um, technology is the only sort of sustainable and scalable way that we can solve many of our problems that we face on a continent like Africa. 
um, where we do have a lack of access to quality education, a lack of access to healthcare, um, and, and you know even some of the basic needs across the continent are not met. So technology, to a large degree, can help solve a lot of these problems, but it goes hand in hand with access to education, access to capital, um, and you know these are not these are not things that we're going to solve overnight. That said, if you put a PC or tablet in the hands of a child, that child, stimulated with a Wi-Fi connection and a healthy dose of curiosity, um, will certainly figure out a way um, to educate themselves and hopefully solve problems around them. And that's how it starts. We are speaking uh, to Philip von Zegler, who is uh, the global head of English markets at Smartic. Um, and what they do is that they offer artificial intelligence powered online maths and coding programs for kids. And it doesn't require much, just a tablet or a device that is able to access their platform online uh, via their website. And your child will be able to have this access of information. A-teamers would love to interact with you with regards to this particular topic. The WhatsApp number is 0614104107. If you'd like to ask Philip any questions around this particular program, or you can even SMS on 41391. You can call us on 011-714-2006. Black Sunshine saying... Born in a Taxi, but this is a beautiful song uh, sung by Malawan born Masawuko Chimbemera and the South African Neo Mungaya. Beautiful, beautiful song right in the middle of an interview that is talking about the beauty of where we are going when it comes to education for our children and how we need to um, really keep up to the fourth industrial revolution, acquaint ourselves and our children with artificial intelligence and make sure that the education that they are receiving is to, up to par so that they can be able to compete in this global world. We are speaking to Philip von Zegler, who is the global head of English markets at SmartTech, and what they do is uh, they have created maths and coding program for children and uh, it is powered by artificial intelligence and and uh, it is found online a teamers you can ask your questions uh, to our guest philip by dialing in on 0614104107 that's our whatsapp number philip thank you very much for staying with us now in terms of the education system currently in south africa do you feel that it is able to to, to catapult our young people, our kids, who might have the privilege to work with this particular program to the next level? Or does our education system need to also um, advance itself to a point where companies like uh, Smart Tech are able to advise how maths and other subjects uh, are, are delivered to our young people? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, uh, I think to start off in answering that, we have to take a step back and, and look at some of the the current constraints um, and challenges faced by the by the education system and the education department as a whole, you know there are significant administrative challenges um, that the department faces, and then funding is you know the, the, the big and obvious uh, challenge. Twenty twenty has been a difficult year for the education sector right across the board, and you know some of the things that we've discussed uh, both in private and with a couple of. 
um, members uh, that, that are well involved in the education sector is the need for sort of private sector involvement and public-private partnerships between the government um, and technology providers, data providers, internet providers, and so forth. You know, until we can get reliable internet uh, infrastructure established in our government schools, it becomes an incredible challenge to provide, you know, world-class maths coding um, and other education um, to, to these students. So, you know, it's a, it's a very difficult question and it's always a sensitive one. Um, you know, how much, uh, how much resources, uh, both capital, energy and administrative, can we allocate towards education? But in the end of the day, South Africa faces one of the biggest po- poverty problems in the world. And if you look at our income inequality, we're sitting at the highest level in the world where about 1% of the South African population owns more than 70% um, of the wealth in the country. And that gets exasperated as the education gap widens as well. Um, So in order to sort of bridge that gap, we need to look at ways to bring technology into the classroom. We need to look at ways of bringing affordable internet um, and and such infrastructure into a classroom environment where we have um, well-educated teachers um, in environments where students are uh, able to learn effectively. Um, so it's sort of a multidisciplinary um, challenge that we face. And I believe that we are moving in the right direction. You know, the government has made certain promises to providing uh, tablets, um, you know, to, to our public schools. Um, and to a degree, uh, some of those promises have been met. But I believe that those promises will continue to be made and um, hopefully they'll be delivered on over the next coming years. But as I said, I think the big key to solving this problem lies in public-private partnerships and helping to bring some of this technology and some of this innovation into the classrooms that need it most. Most definitely, and I think our education system needs to be the place where change begins from uh, the educators themselves all the way down to the students. Now, with the, the work that you are doing in, in Smart Tech, do you feel that uh, um, a, par- a public-private partnership is likely to happen in the education system, especially when it comes to artificial intelligence and bring in programs that will assist our young stars? I, I don't think it's impossible. I think there's obviously a lot of red tape that you need to work that you need to work through, and you know our current administration uh, administration does have um, a certain way of dealing uh, of doing things. You know, um, getting anything done uh, while working with any government takes time, um, and and does pose its challenges. I'm not um, I'm not pessimistic. I'm optimistic, and I think that these challenges will be met and uh, problems will be solved at some point in the future. Obviously, our country's current focus is the coronavirus pandemic, and uh, as it should be. Um, that said, I believe that you know the education and and the poverty concerns in the country really need to be addressed, um, and this starts at an education level. So. Yes, I'm hopeful. I do think that these types of uh, partnerships will take place in the future. Um, they are already taking place in some places. Uh, that said, uh, for government to provide high-quality access to education, the online space is probably the easiest and most scalable way to do so. And when we talk about artificial intelligence, the real benefit that we have is to provide students with individual learning and adaptive learning. You know, so you've got a classroom environment with 
you know, 20, 30, 50, sometimes 100 kids in a class. You all learn in a different way. Um, however, you've got one set learning style, you've got one set curriculum, you've got one teacher teaching in the classroom. Um, and, you know, there are, there are uh, there's a large percentage of that classroom that simply doesn't learn in that manner. So that's where the artificial intelligence component comes in, and that's to provide students with a personalized learning program that adapts to their style, whether mm. they're a visual learner, an audible learner, a tactile learner. Um, these are some of the challenges that we can solve using technology. And again, technology scales. Human beings don't. Yeah. So, you know, what one program can provide 100 students is not necessarily what one teacher can provide. Now, Philip, for those who'd like to uh, do a bit more research or get their hands on uh, those uh, Smart Tech uh, programs, please give us your website once again. Sure, it's smarttech.com, S-M-A-R-T-I-C-K.com. And um, you can find us in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Just search for Smartic, S-M-A-R-T-I-C-K. Alternatively, you can send us an email if you have any questions. We've got a great customer success team, and that's at hello at Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Great. Thank you so much for having me. It's time for us to now move on to the news with the beautiful Zoleka Kodashi. Good evening, Zodeka.